This is the Sack Preps podcast powered by Max Preps. That is Chris Stonebreaker. It is I. Next to me, I am Steve Montoy. We took a Next week or me. so off for the holiday break, but we're back just when the fun uh, gets going again, and that's mm-hmm. the regional bowl games. And Chris, right off the bat, there's a little controversy over, you know, St. John Bosco. Who should they be playing? De La Salle, or should they be playing St. Mary, we'll talk with Joe Davidson about that. We'll talk to Thomas Lawrence, the Stockton record. Yep. Here's my thoughts, and then I'll kick it to you to get your thoughts on I'll give you mine. I think St. Mary's, I was at the St. Mary's Folsom game. I think St. Mary's could hang with De La Salle, and it would be one heck of a football game. And I'm not even saying De La Salle is better than St. Mary's. So you're saying we should have a no. open regional game? <laughs> well, that would be great. I would rather see St. Uh, De La Salle against St. Mary's than either of those NorCal teams against St. John Bosco. But anyway, it doesn't matter, I don't think. Based on how the playoff system is set up right now, there is no argument, really. You have to send De La Salle. They, yeah. they haven't lost. They've won 25 <laughs> straight section titles. Yeah. St. John Bosco... I understand St. Mary's had to get up early, had to go down to the game, had to travel. Uh, their running back wasn't playing, all that. I understand that. But it was 55-13. So that's not, not close. it wasn't like 55-50. No. And then a f- you know, back in 2013, I believe it was, when Bosco and De La Salle played, Bosco was supposed to roll De La Salle, too, I think, that year. Yep. And it was 20-13. to 13. So and that was with uh, Josh Rosen, who might yeah. be a top pick in the NFL right. draft coming up. Uh, yeah, they had probably 22 Division I, mean, I kids, that mama <laughs> yeah. kid. Uh, yeah. So I just think that we already got a chance to see uh, St. Mary's and, and Bosco. It wasn't pretty. you got to give them De La Salle. you got to give them a chance. And St. Mary's, hey, you probably have a better chance to win state now. Yeah, I mean, I... What's your thoughts? I don't agree with you much. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually agree with you. I agree with the fact that I understand that year-to-year teams change, so you can't go by a destiny or a history of a program and say this team just deserves it because of the history of them. Mm -hmm. Because each year there are new kids that come in. Each year you have a different program. Um, But we've seen it over the past. Folsom had the opportunity two years in a row in order to beat De La Salle. They didn't. And everybody said Folsom was better than De La Salle those, the, a couple of those yes, years. Yes, a couple of those years. But the issue was that Folsom then wanted to be like, hey, we need a chance to still win a state championship because we have a great team and it's a private, public, yada, yada. They end up saying, okay, we're going to try to make it so De La Salle plays. There's no regional then. We're, we're going to give it to them until someone beats them. Um, my recommendation is if you want to play De La Salle, you're in the Northern California area, you're Folsom, you're Grant, you're whoever else over the years have had an issue and wanted to play De La Salle, play them week zero, one, yeah. two, three, well, when they don't have anything, and beat them. And then later on, if you go undefeated, you're undefeated, you're going to take over the Open. But if you don't play them throughout the year, they go undefeated, they win their section championship. They're going to get the ball because that's just the works. Yeah, and since 2010, St. Mary's and De La Salle has played four times, and De La Salle 4-0 with one of those games being somewhat close. The rest... Right, we're blowouts. And I, and the main point right now is when you're in the section office and you're looking at the schedule and you see a blowout, which that St. John Bosco game was. Right. 
you don't want to put that again against the same team and have yeah. it be a blowout. You want to, as we will probably hear later from Joe D and everyone, you're trying to make these bowl games as competitive as possible. Mm-hmm. So if they've already seen the game was a blowout, give De La Salle, who right now, if you know De La Salle and you know the De La Salle program, at the beginning of the year, they're not as well oiled as they are at the end of the year. You give a program like De La Salle two weeks of practice to go against the same yep. John Bosco. Maybe they don't win, but it's going to be a closer game and it's going to be, be entertaining. I'm not saying that the St. Mary's coaches with two weeks and it being on a neutral field and everything else wouldn't be a right. competitive game. I'm just saying they had an opportunity. You can Let's only look at the score so far right now, and that's that's what it is. And, yeah. yep. and then as a St. Mary's fan... Really, what are you upset about? If you win a state championship... I understand that you get a week off and you're automatically in the state championship, but uh, you also get to host a game, a regional game, in Stockton at your home. That's pretty cool, too, for all those parents and fans. I was tailgating. Maybe the biggest game in Stockton history, right? I mean, St. Mary's... I I actually, before the Folsom St. Mary's games, was tailgating with some of the St. Mary's people at Sac State yeah. uh, and hanging out, just kind of feeling that vibe. And th- those parents and fans, they're having the time of their life right now. Their yeah. kids are playing another week. Now they get to do this at home. It's not it's not too too bad of a thing there for, for uh, St. Mary's. So we'll talk with Joe Davidson here in a minute, and then we'll talk with Thomas Lawrence of the Stockton Record. But quickly, as a Sac Joaquin fan, yeah. you're just rooting for Sac Joaquin teams to win, to represent the Sac Joaquin Right. Yeah. So you have St. Mary's host and I think I think at this point it's not even Sac Joaquin. If you're just NorCal, right? I yeah. mean, yeah, you want the but, Sac but to move on to, to move, move on, on because yeah. NorCal then Freedom's a NorCal team playing St. Mary's. The so. next games for state, yeah, you're for going state, for, you're yes, going right NorCal. now. But, but right now you got St. Mary's versus Freedom. You got Delaware hosting Bakersfield. You got Manteca on the road against Menlo Atherton. You got Oakdale hosting Sutter. Then you have some of the smaller schools going at it. Capital Christian at Bishop O'Dowd. You have Mendota at Amador. And then you got Brookside Christian at St. Patrick St. Vincent. So we got some Sac Joaquin teams on the line. Probably the only, you know, I think all of them are are going to be battles. And what the, the CIF tries to do is put the two most competitive teams on the field to play each other. It's You'll hear when we talk to Joe, we'll talk to him about kind of how they pick and determine this because some people question that Bakersfield, Del Oro, much bigger school. Um, how about enough of, of us talking? Let's just, yeah. let's just bring in Joe right now. Please. All right, we're back with Joe Davidson of the Sacramento Bee. And Joe Delaro somehow, some way, continues to uh, win in the postseason. What do you uh, think of Delaro overall? What do you think of their opponents this week in Bakersfield? Delaro is one of the storied great programs for years. Uh, Bob Jellison and Larry Fletcher were the co-coaches in the 80s and 90s, and then Casey Taylor takes over some 15 seasons ago and elevates a great championship program into a, an all-time great program with, with a ambitious scheduling um, and just really a fun brand of football. And you know we've seen it develop here and here. I think Del Oro is shooting for its fourth state bowl bid this decade, which is you know which is very impressive. And 
Um, and some pressure this year in Del Oro. Uh, 17 starters back last season from a, a team that won the state championship. And, um, you know, here, here they are again. Uh, Golden Eagles look great against the uh, intercom in the Sackwell King section Division Two finals. And now Bakersfield comes in, and, and there's a lot of discussion this week about that. Well, how can it be Bakersfield? It's 2,800 students, a huge city, you know, small Loomis, small Del Oro. Well, the CIF does it on competitive equity. You know, what are the best-looking matchups? Not enrollment versus enrollment. And it's hard to argue against that because of how successful that model was last season for the first year of that overall expanded NorCal and state playoffs. Because, guys, remember last year, the Northern California Regionals and the state championship, there's a lot of games down to the wire. It was really good. So I, I think uh, Bakersfield is good. It's, it's a traditional powerhouse. Uh, the winningest team in state history, 37 section championships, state record, uh, beat the 2011 for the state bowl, and you know rolling again, fast, skilled, a young team. Trevor Horn, my good buddy from the Bakersfield, California, said it's a terrific team, a lot of skilled players, but. You know, it's uh, Del Oro's got the experience, and at home. Um, and what was that stat I dropped on you guys a couple of years ago, or about uh, a couple of weeks ago about Del Oro? I think one playoff loss at home in 15 years under Coach Casey Taylor. So uh, pretty good living there. So I, I would think that place would be packed and fun, and should be a good game. Yeah, it should be uh, nice and cold and wet too. <laughs> yes, and, and the Bakersfield. No, Bakersfield. actually, it should be okay. I saw the weather. If you look at the you know the weather thing, it looks like it's rain. But if you break it down by hour, it's dry from three o'clock on. Hmm. Um, so, you know, thank yeah. goodness. So I mean, we're not asking much for you know rain on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursday. We don't need it on Friday and Saturday. Jeez, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can't get too selfish. No. Here. Yeah. <laughs> and Bakersfield. They're the drillers. I mean, so that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good mascot. That's a there. great mascot. The great <laughs> mascot. Yeah. That is a. It is a great mascot, and it's such a. You know, when Bakersfield beat Del Oro in 2011 for the state championship, or maybe it was 2013. I don't know. They all run together, but earlier this <laughs> decade, we'll put it that way. It was the first state championship. Uh, in 84 seasons for the drillers, but that's a little misleading because the CIF didn't have a state playoff from 1928 till 2006. Um, but still, that's how long you know that program has been around. The yeah. Oral opened in 1959. Bakersfield, I think, uh, opened just about the time you know the earth cooled way back when. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, it's been around a long time. You can't find a better mascot than the drillers. <laughs> no. no, and you mentioned it. It was 2013. The drillers beat mm -hmm. Del Oro 56 to 26. So okay. it was a pretty dominating performance on the Bakersfield Drillers part. So at some the revenge. It was, it was a more competitive game than that final score, but you could tell who the better team was. Right. Um, the faster team. It was certainly Bakersfield. Um, that Bakersfield team was the, probably the greatest Team in school history, one of the one of the greatest ones in Central Section history with all the Bakersfield Fresno teams. Um, this yeah. looks like it's Del Oro's best team. So Bakersfield's strong again, but even Trevor Horn says it's not as dynamic and explosive as the as the one from 2013 mm -hmm. or 2011. Since we're still on that argument, yeah. but um, so I I think it should be. Um, you know, I think I, I would expect Del Oro to win, and maybe it's just because I'm more familiar. With the Oro, but you know, at home, veteran team, um, you know, bring it on. So, yep. Steve, I want to ask you, Steve, you saw St. Mary's of, of Stockton on Friday up close and personal, just like I did. And 
uh, in a word, wow, um, dropped a haymaker on a very good Folsom team and now takes up freedom of Oakley, with, which is coming off at North Coast section open division championship loss. So that's going to be interesting. I'm curious, if you're a team that just lost, you know, how much how much juicy do you still have in the tank? Because that's that's hard to come back from a loss in the playoff. And the only reason this is happening is because the North Coast section um, decided, okay, let's create an open division so we can get other teams in away from the stranglehold of Bureau South. So we'll let the two open division teams in the North Coast section advance, and the North Coast section division one will stay home. So what, what are your thoughts on St. Mary's there, Steve? Oh, I thought St. Mary's looked really, really good. And what, what kind of two opposite stories there? Freedom coming off a loss, and they get to come to St. Mary's. St. Mary's coming off this huge win over Folsom. Yeah. Folsom got the one seed. St. Mary's the two seed. Now smashed now, him. Yeah, now De La Salle gets the open. St. Mary's doesn't get the open. And so I think St. Mary's is just going to use that little fire under them to yeah. keep it rolling. I, they looked... And I know they got beat bad by St. John Bosco, but they looked uh, definitely one of the, the better teams in all of California against Folsom, that's for sure. And, and here's, here's the thing, a couple things, you know. Yeah, that was a loss to St. John Bosco, but there's a couple factors there. A, Bosco is loaded. It's yes. a national elite-level team that's been that way for several years. I mean, it's just a phenomenal brand of football, kind of like De La Salle, where it's like, you know, boy, we think we have really good football around here, which we do. But then you see those teams, and then you go, man, this is national elite level ball. So St. Mary's went down there on the day of the game and probably learned that lesson. You know, you got to go the night before, but they didn't want to have to, you know, police and chase down kids all the hotels, you know, during the night. That happened with Central Catholic of Modesto when they went down to play at San Diego Powerhouse early in the season. And Coach Ronner, Roger Canapa, is babysitting and had to suspend a lot of those players when they played. St. Mary's, they lost. So, Dusty Frampton, a 2,000-yard rusher with 38 touchdowns, who ran all over Folsom the other night, played one down, I think. He got banged up and he pulled him out. That's not to say that Bosco is not going to win. Bosco is probably going to win no matter what. But that, that certainly throws a wrench into your system when you don't have your main guy. Um, but... You know, it also shows, hey, good for Tony Franks, the St. Mary's coach, to take on such a powerhouse like that. Yeah. And I thought Folsom was the rightful number one seed in the section because this was its seventh consecutive section finals berth. Um, you know, and you probably earned that that momentum. And same with Dale South. How can you – I don't think there's any argument at all to have St. Mary's above Dale South in the NorCal Open pecking order. Um because Dale South hasn't lost to a yeah, NorCal yeah, team in 25 years. Yeah, yeah. But I, you're right, though, Steve. Until Motivation someone beats them in NorCal, you can. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they played them. If, if you're looking, if you're a St. <laughs> Mary's fan, you're, you're, wait a minute, do we want to no. go in the open and play St. John Bosco, or would you rather play another home game? And then, not saying Narbonne or, or Cathedral Catholic, their potential opponent, right. is, is uh, no slouch or anything, but you already saw St. John Bosco once. I don't know if you want to see him again. No, that's a great point, Steve. You nailed it. And what are the bowls all about? I think the CIF nailed it by expanding it last year. Make him competitive equity matchups and you know a Bosco uh, St. Mary's rematch would probably be considerably more competitive but 
all all the CIF folks have is final scores and um, that kind of thing. So, and then De La Salle's earned that right. Is this is De La Salle's 11th consecutive bowl trip? They've been to every single state yeah. final since it started. So, yeah, and, and De La Salle know, two weeks. I don't see to how get anybody prepared. can argue against that. Yeah, and and, and th- those, those coaches coaches over at De La Salle two weeks to prepare. If and you they, give two weeks to De La Salle to prepare, especially on a on a young team like they start nine yeah. sophomores and they're getting better and better Isn't throughout that the amazing? year. I mean, yeah. how good is De La Salle going to be next year? They're going to be. They yeah, do. They're I wrote good. about them Sunday about how they conquer with class. Nobody ever complains about them running up the score. Steve? No. Nope. Have you ever heard that? No. Nope. Chris, have you ever heard them running up the score? You guys have been on ground no. level with them. They don't taunt. They don't showboat. They are as classy a juggernaut monster as you will ever see in high school sports across the country. And they just roll right along. And so, um, yeah, they've, they've earned that right. And that, to me, I think you guys all agree, De La Salle is much more, to really fully appreciate De La Salle, you have to see them in person. Yeah. So they're coming to Sac State on December 17th for the Open State Championship. Come out and check them out. Yeah. And you know we're fortunate, the three of us, to be able to stand on ground level and, and watch them during warm-ups and in games. And we look at each other and we go, wow, that is, that's unique speed. That's a little bit faster than what we have in the sock walking. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not faster e- than what we see in the Delta League and the Pioneer Valley League yeah. and the Foothill yeah. League. But I would, I would even venture, though, to say, like, when you do see a St. John Bosco come out, they're more impressive as a physical. Yeah, when you bunch. just see them. If you just see them, you're seeing their offensive oh, line. It's like 300 it's pounds like across. Centennial's been, you know, exactly right, Chris. Yeah. When Centennial and Bosco hit the field, you're like, you're, these are high school teams. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, is this staggering. is impressive. When you yeah, talk about different. speed, and it's just a different level, but. Yes, when you watch the execution of De La Salle, yeah. um, mixed with exactly. they have good athletes, they they have good athletes. Yeah, so, they, and they walk right out on the field <laughs> and they they begin their warm ups where other teams some walk out on the field, run, clap, clap, yeah. throw their arms up <laughs> yeah. at the crowd. They do their thing. They come off. Yeah. Um, the only time I've ever seen them kind of not be De La Salle was a. Uh, I want to say last year when they won the state championship, um, you can kind of see a weight off of their shoulders in celebrating prior to actually shaking the other team's hands. Um, they went to do their end zone little slide thing that they have now become accustomed to since right. every right. single year they've no, been in the state championship. No, that's true. Um, but they did it prior and, to and actually you know, giving Centennial. And they... Um they're teenagers just like all these other teams, but the way yeah. they're so composed, it's been a, just a, a, a great credit to Bob Latasseur and Justin Allenbaugh and Terry Edson, these three longtime coaching icons down there you know, uh, for De La Salle. And, you know, I'm a public school guy. I went to, you know, to a high school up in Oregon, State small school sports, you know, and I, I'm a guy who believes that you, know, you should go to your home neighborhood school, but you know, because it's a private school, yeah, you hear the arguments, wow, they got this and that. Well, but they've done it right. They've never been nailed and, uh, you know, for um, undue influence or bogus transfers and all that. And they, they, they win with class. So thank goodness for that. Because we, we have private schools in the state that don't always win class in mm-hmm. different sports. Right. And sometimes their coaches aren't as classy. And, uh, you know, so that, that could rub us the wrong way, too. 
Yep. Yeah. So, hey, Joe, before we let you go, Division 5 AA, Capital Christian, they're going on the road, take on Bishop O'Dowd. Uh, so Capital Christian kind of going under the radar a little bit, and then they get on a, on a nice winning streak mm -hmm. and, and roll through. Uh, D, uh, what is that, D? Uh, five, four. Yeah, no, Division 5. Yeah. And they pull it out, and now they take on Bishop O'Dowd. What are you thinking there? Tough game for uh, Capital Christian, and you know, if you look at compare programs, Capital Christian basketball has been a NorCal Open finalist with elite national level players like DJ Wilson, who's playing really well at Michigan. Um, Capital Christian is going to be probably our Sacramento B preseason number one. Um, when we do our NorCal basketball rankings for Max Preps, they'll be a top five team. You know, but the football team it takes longer to get to that level because you need more players and the section is different where we uh, allot them but in football it's coming on fast and two losses this season for Capital Christian were the Aptos Central Coast Section Powerhouse and the other one was the Del Oro up their schedule got better for it and Jacob Norville is their four-year starting quarterback. Demarcus Ross is a versatile, all-purpose player, running back, defense. Um, tough order to go on the road. Bishop without one loss. Uh, Napoleon Coffin is going to be the most famous alum on that field because, uh, <laughs> or, or high school alum, because he played in the NFL. He's the coach for for O'Dowd. Um, so that'd be interesting. And then there's two other small schools kind of in our region too. East Nicholas is going for a state repeat, 23 game winning streak uh, up there in Southern County. And then Southern High School is taking on Oakdale in in one of the state championship games. And I think that's a really good game. And these are competitive equity stuff is is is, is pretty impressive. I think it'd be pretty good, and uh, but you know, Capital has been to a NorCal Bowl before. Didn't didn't get through. I think lost to Central Catholic a couple of years ago, Modesto. So here's another chance for the young team. Great. Yep. Well, some good stuff definitely going down this week. And Joe Davidson will have all the Sacramento teams covered, that's for sure. So give him a follow on Twitter. Obviously, you already do that, probably. And follow <laughs> him on the SAC beat. Joe, thanks so much, as always. And, and we'll see you soon at the games. Yeah, Joe. And uh, I know it. you talked earlier about some of those state championships. And uh, I'm going to miss going to Cheesecake Factory with you, you know, prior to some of those. I games. know. We always had a good time. <laughs> yeah. And then we would merge forces. Actually, I would just more into your van. <laughs> you would just come you know, come along. We didn't know how you even got in into yeah. the car. You know, it was it was it was Team Max Preps with Mitch Stevens and Butcher Lip and, and you know you Chris and and you, and you Stephen. We just pile in and go over there. I like the fact that these games are at Sac State because um, it's divvying it up between the North and the South. And we'll hear this whole argument again next week. You know, well, why aren't these games in Southern California? Well, they were for for nine years. They were down there eight years. Um, and well, how's that work? Because they go up for bid, and the, the Home Depot kept winning that bid down there. Well, this this time, Sac State's won the bid. Same with basketball. Welcome to state championships on Southern California because Sleep Train Arena or Golden One Center keeps winning the bids, yeah. and so that's the way it goes. And uh, but it certainly cuts our. Yeah, down we'll, we'll just have to see you then at, at Hoppy Brewing, so we'll see you there. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Steve deal. used to work there. That's right. <laughs> All right, thanks, Joe. See ya. All right, that was Joe, and uh, Joe is always bringing 
bringing it in. Hot. I'm telling you, he, he yeah. With some of those days with him and uh, meeting up with him down at the state games yeah. and just being able to watch it. I mean, one year sick as a dog, Joe Davidson was, That's and he right. still was out still. there. He's went through the rain days out there every single year since 2006. Uh, Joe has tried to make it down there. If there's been a Sac Joaquin team in there for Sacramento B coverage. Um, and yeah, it's it's interesting each and every year, and it's nice to have the state bowl games in our backyard and being able to at least see De La Salle firsthand or yeah. some of these other yeah. teams. Because if you haven't seen them, and you've seen the movies, and you've heard the stories or whatever else, just try to just get out one go. time. Go, yeah, you yeah. should just go and watch. Especially, you know, I understand maybe if it's going to be raining or cold, that can keep you out, and you can watch at home on TV. But it's your chance to see De La Salle and St. John Bosco. Yes, and that, uh, yeah. I mean, that's two weeks from now, so that's I this weekend coming up. It's the weekend after that. But St. John Bosco is right now like a top five nationally ranked team. In nationally some ranked, and if you're looking at if you're looking at the schedule and you go, "Ooh, St. John Bosco has two losses," I'm going to break this down for you. Yeah, one of their losses was Bishop Gorman. If you don't know who Bishop Gorman is, right? Please understand. They're really good, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and and they're our number one team in the country for a reason. Yep. They got two. They got their quarterbacks, Ohio State. Tyjon Lindsey's Ohio. State. I mean, all across yeah. the board, they're very very good. So one loss was against them, and they did a very good job in the first half. Yep. Might have got out coached in the second half. Um, then their other loss at the time was to a number three ranked modern day team, mm-hmm. who J T Barrett, I think, is Sullivan. Is that Sullivan? Yeah. Is the quarterback? Yeah. JT. Yeah. yeah. Barrett is a Ohio State. Yeah. Sullivan. Um, I mean, breaking records. Yeah, At a school a that's seen some of the best quarterbacks that are Leinert. You got, what's his face, uh, that was on the Eagles for a little bit. Um, Barkley. Barkley, yeah. What's his face? Yeah, that's, that's his name. <laughs> yeah, Barkley. You know Matt. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've had some they've talented had, there. They've had great quarterbacks, and he, he's been talked as one of the best. So, yeah. Ever. And St. John Bosco came back and beat Modern Day in the playoffs. Now, I know we're, we're bouncing around everything, but if there were any any division in the whole California section that should get two teams, even it should if they be win upset. or lose, it should be Modern Day. Not, not Division One Southern California yeah. should probably be upset. Yeah. I mean, Modern Day is sitting at home. Freedom's still playing. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you're sitting there each and every year, you're like, I win the Trinity League. Yeah. I go, I'm top ten in the nation. I lose one game to a team I've played before already in the year and, and beat them. And they're top five nationally. And, they're not, and now I'm sitting at home and this freedom team loses to De La Salle just because it's And, and they didn't Salle. just lose. They got, they whooped. got whooped up. <laughs> yeah. And, and De La Salle, this is, and everyone, this is De La Salle's not so good, good team. team. Right. Like this is a team that it's like, mm, yeah. not so good. And, they lose to East from Utah, which everyone thinks, oh, it's Utah. East is a good East, team. East they can run legit. the ball. They are legit. They win the state championship in dominating fashion. Them and Bingham have always been good programs, but it's still funny that it's like this is their not-so-good team. They beat by 30 or whatever it was that they beat them by or more. Yeah, and they beat, uh, they get beat up and you get another week. And you get another and modern week. modern day sitting at home. I like. I I think like a modern day going Division One. How nice would that be if St. Mary's could then go and play a modern day or another really good team from Los Angeles instead of putting everybody in the same division and then you have nobody else. Yep, that's it. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> well, let's. Thomas Lawrence. 
is going to be super busy this weekend, and so is the Stockton record as a whole because they got a bunch of teams still alive in their coverage area. So let's talk to Thomas about that. All right, we're here with Thomas Lawrence of the Stockton record, and, and Thomas, I was at the game. Uh, St. Mary's is looking uh, like one of the best teams in the state, that's for sure, knocking off Folsom there, and it, it wasn't really even that close. Folsom got somewhat close there towards the halftime, but St. Mary's pulled away. Now they got Freedom coming to town. What, uh, what do you think St. Mary's is thinking of Freedom, and what's this game going to be like in your opinion? Well, their confidence, <clears throat> I'm sure, is at an all-time high. You saw with that Folsom game, they built a 35-6 to lead midway through the second quarter. I think that, coupled with the fact that Folsom does well with nice little passes and the linebackers are probably uh, St. Mary's most inexperienced um, unit, you know, led to a little bit of a comeback surge there. But uh, I think they, they have to be kind of heavy favorites now. And, you know, one thing, and I don't even think Tony Franks, their coach, knows is what Freedom's mindset is going to be like. They have that strange thing that the North Coast section has where the loser of the open division stays alive so yeah. will they be kind of deflated and their their super bowl is over and they lost or will they be kind of edgy and angry you know having lost their undefeated season i've never covered freedom and i'm not around them so it's kind of a big question mark um i, I certainly think the prevailing feeling though is that uh st mary's is a heavy favorite especially at home yeah, we just spoke with uh, Joe Davis in the sack B, and he kind of had the same regards, the same thought um, in in regards to a freedom team that's coming off of a loss. Yeah, how, how do you, as a coach, weird. approach that where yeah. you're like, hey, guys, I know we lost this game against De La Salle. We could have been the first team in 25 years to ever beat De La Salle yeah. of Northern California. And, and every other person who lost in the playoffs is at home. But is we're that, still in but it. But we're still in it. And now we're going to go to St. Mary's, who's coming off of two big wins against SFL teams. They went Oak Ridge and then Folsom back-to-back, yeah, back and they dominated them. Yeah. And now they're coming against Freedom. Um, I wanted to ask you a question, actually, since you're a little closer to the story down there. What is the thought process? A, they were number two ranked, so we always talked about that, but about De La Salle getting, what, what are the thoughts about De La Salle getting the open division by St. Mary's? Because they have been so dominant in the playoffs. It's one of those where you know you want to take things season by season, but I, I've, I've talked to, to Mark Tennis of Cali Sports about this, and he this is kind of his thought is that I think until a Northern California team beats De La Salle, they're just going to be there. And uh, I think I don't like lifetime achievement awards, but considering how well they played of late, considering how long this run has been against Northern California teams, it, it, I guess it seems appropriate. You know, it's kind of it, it's not necessarily fair that Folsom two years ago, whatever it was, and St. Mary's this year don't get their shot at them, but uh, right. it's just the way it's built now. Um, it's tough, you know. I, I've, the, the St. John Bosco loss for St. Mary's had that been closer, maybe they would have been considered more. To me, I don't like scores, especially of a long distance road trip, kind of being weighted too heavily. You know, I mean, when they played that game, they they got up at four or five in the morning to hop on a Southwest flight the day of the game. You know, so yeah. um, it, it's hard to say. I, I think that I think that you put St. Mary's and De La Salle in neutral field to be a to be a really good game. Yeah, be great. You know, I don't think Folsom could run the ball to kind of keep their defense off the field enough, um, which De La Salle can. So I, I wish we could we could see that game actually, but uh, you know, freedom is obviously a good opponent too and they got that, that running back Ronnie Rivers going to Fresno State now or, or says he will 
Yeah, I mean, their running back was the MVP of the same league Najee Harris was in. Yeah. So you know they're going to have some skill yeah. coming in from there. So That's for sure. Hey, uh, yeah, Thomas. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He's so, pretty good. So Division Three AA now, Manteca uh, is going to be on the road, take on Menlo Atherton. Uh, Manteca, 12-1. and they, they won the Division Four section title. They've had a few weeks off with these teams now. Uh, what's there goes my mic. Chris you want me to ask the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As he uh, grabs his mic right now, talk a little bit about this game. Well, it's certainly a different look for Manteca. I think they thought they might be a division higher, possibly maybe 2A, or get a, an opponent with a slightly better rapport like Cardinal Newman, which still their only loss is the same areas. They've got a great three-year starting quarterback in Jordan Brookshire. I thought that would be might be who they get, and that might have been a really tough matchup. Well, Menlo, while I think Manteca is the favorite, they're just going to be better in the trenches, I believe. Menlo, I think is just a different look for Manteca. I mean, the Valley Oak League, there are different iterations of grindy into the ground running the ball, but that's pretty much what most teams try to do, and the teams that don't have been kind of knocked around recently. Um, so, you know, Menlo, Atherton running a lot of times four wide receivers. Um, their quarterback kind of does an option thing, and, you know, they'll be at home, so it'll be a different look, and Manteca has the, uh, you know, the two weeks off, so we'll see how they look. What's impressive about them is, you know, in their section title game, they got down 14 points quick. Placer had, I think it's 71 or something like that, yard touchdown pass in their first play from scrimmage, and kind of shocked him. But Manteca's uh, quarterback, Gino Campiotti, uh, throws a really nice ball. In fact, the coach, Eric Reese, said he probably throws the liveliest ball he's seen in the last 15 years or so of all of his quarterbacks. And they have that. They're an old-school team, but they have that extra dimension now. And when they need to, they can put him out of the gun and have three or four receivers, and they can do some damage. So I think that's invaluable this time of year, You know, especially if you play in one of the higher divisions. you got to be able to do that somewhat at this stage. So I think that the fact that they started to develop that and that it peaked in the section championship game will be crucial, especially because it's easy to fall behind quickly on the road. Yeah, I was at that game and that quarterback, I don't think Placer was expecting um, their passing game to be that Placer actually shut down the running game yeah. big time and then quarterback just went off. He looked really good. So, Thomas, your Stockton record is busy right now with the amount of teams that have advanced in your area and, and playing for a, a state title bid. You have Amador hosting uh, a game and then you also have Brookside Christian going on the road on Saturday. Uh, and Sutter at Oakdale. And yeah, right. and, and Oakdale, that, that's more of a Modesto, I believe, uh, covered team there, but unless I'm wrong. Is Sutter in yours? No, yeah, that, that's that. No, no, Sutter's way too far north. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sutter's, Sutter's way too north. Too yeah, far. so that's that's Modesto's territory. Okay. Although I think uh, the record long before I was here used to cover Oakdale a little bit more when when newspapers had a bit more uh, staff and means. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Oakdale football is a big deal. But no, that's uh, that's our friends down in Modesto. That's their uh, that's their neighborhood. Yeah, so so Amador hosting uh, Mendota. They're thirteen and zero, but Amador's looking pretty good, and it looks like Brookside Christian's going to have their hands full uh, as they have to go down to play St. Patrick St. Vincent down in Vallejo on Saturday. 
Yeah, Amador. Uh, Amador is a fun story. I mean, that's, their school is 105 years old. Um, a, a beloved football team, even years where they haven't been so good. I haven't been up there, but I understand uh, it's this unique kind of setup where there's this kind of like lawn or grass kind of area where cars can kind of drive in and watch the game, and when they score touchdowns, they'll honk and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm guessing they don't have that much of a seating capacity because they're hosting that game at Calavera, so they probably just wanted a little bit more, um, a little more room for fans. Uh, you know, this is a community up there in Amador County in the town of Sutter Creek that they needed some fundraising help for their their um, their playing game because it's in San Francisco. It's the longest trip the program, I think, has ever taken, 130 miles for a football game. And they would have had to, I think, leave in the bus at like 6.30 in the morning on Saturday or something like that for a noon kickoff. So um, they needed their guesstimating roughly, I don't know, probably $8,000. And they got over $9,000 of fundraising and well under a day from the community without even asking. So it's one of those stories that's really cool because it's so well supported and people care so much. Um, so that's, that's going to be a big deal. And we'll have a reporter and photographer out there as well on Friday. Yeah, all right. Cool. Well, you you heard it there. Uh, Thomas Lawrence and the Stockton Record will have all those games uh, covered. Make sure to follow them all weekend long. Thomas, uh, have fun this week in covering all those teams. Which game will you be at? I'll be at St. Mary's. I mean, it's uh, the first time in high school football there's been a bowl game in the city, and uh, it happens to be maybe the, the best high school team from Stockton, at least in a long time. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a huge deal, and I'm hoping it'll be packed there. So that's where I'll be. All right. Thanks so much, Thomas. Thanks for having me, guys. See you. All right, that's Thomas Lawrence. He'll be busy in one game you, you brought up that uh, is a little outside their area, but he said, you know, it's the, friend, the friends at the Modesto B are covering. That's mm -hmm. Oakdale, and that's they're Sutter. hosting Sutter on Saturday, 7.30. Sutter, Chris, 13-0. Oakdale started slow, but then just got on this hot streak and rolled through Division Three. Sutter is one of those small school powers out there in Sutter, California. They're 13-0. Um, they beat some Sacramento teams to kind of compare, but not, you know, Dixon and Marysville and Bear River, smaller Sac Joaquin teams. So I think Oakdale has a chance in this one. According to our projections, Oakdale's supposed to win this one 31-24. At the end of the day, I'm on a roll today with the uh, wrong facts or not having any names. I mean, Barkley, uh, you know, how do I yeah. forget Barkley? I don't know. You and saw him play. I, I don't even know how I forget that guy. But, yeah, and th thinking this game is in Stockton. I'm sorry, everyone out there. Yeah, I am really apologizing he, to He you comes right from now. a workout right to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. and his mind's lost. I had to do He's it. He's so worried about his legs being sore. I did leg day today, and it was really, really good <laughs> for me. My, hopefully my sister appreciates me making that time for, yeah. for her. All right, real quickly before we go, I know we're running long, but, uh, hey, we want our teams to get through. Here's projections for this week. St. Mary's winning by one. You have Deloro. I'm going to tell you right now. I think St. Mary's wins by more. Okay, so these are so. not my projections. These are yeah, the computer yeah. projections. Computer. I I'm going to tell you, St. Mary's wins by more than that. Okay, so the computer thinks 35-34. I agree. I think St. Mary's wins this one, 42-21. Okay, 42-21. Uh, that's mine. What about you? <laughs> I like how you, I like how people throw out numbers. <laughs> well, I saw them play last week. They put up a, a lot of points. And they're good offense, and I think freedom. Maybe they are a little better in Folsom. Okay. So I'll put. I'll say uh, 
45 to 17. Weak. All right. <laughs> Del Oro, uh, according to our computer projection, is supposed to win 35-28. Menlo is supposed to beat Manteca 27-26. Oakdale 31-24 is a projection over Sutter. You have Capital Christian expected to lose 32-22. Amador is supposed to win 27-21. And... Brookside's supposed to fall 42-20 to to St. Patrick, St. Vincent. So we'll do one more podcast next week as we prep for the state. Actually, we will not be doing no, a podcast. No, because we're not going to be here. Because we will week. be out of state. Steve and I will be uh, in Florida at CBS Sports. We will. Um, talking to them. So maybe we'll have the final podcast wrapping up the season. For the state. And looking, yeah, so we'll be the state game, no, it'll oh, be yeah. after the state championship games. We'll talk about that. We'll look ahead to maybe talk some of the something. best teams coming back next year and signing day. Are we going to talk about basketball? Ever? Or maybe we... we'll do a sack preps uh, basketball podcast. And talk to some people about some basketball that's going on because we got some some basketball probably this upcoming year. We yes. do. We probably do. We probably do. <laughs> Each and every year, I can guarantee All right. The fact do. finder over there is Chris Stonebreaker. I'm Steve Montoya. Thanks yeah. for joining us on the Sack Preps podcast powered by Max Prep. Poppin' Peas. Yeah. Poppin' Peas.